welcome back to the third episode of the Beating the Buzzer podcast. I'm Adam Zimmerman Diaz. And I am Billy Maroon. All right, so let's just jump right into it um, with last night's action. Before we talk about the NFL, there was an NBA game. Uh, I don't think anybody was really tuning into this over the football, but we will still talk about it. Um, the Lakers beat the Rockets 110-100. Uh, to go up 3-1 in that series. Um, big game from Anthony Davis for the Lakers. The rest was kind of by committee for them. Uh, and then for the Rockets, it was Russell Westbrook and Eric Gordon carrying the way. Um, so, again, we talked about it kind of last episode, like who's going to be that third option. I think mm-hmm. last night it was surprisingly uh, Caruso. And a big shot. Um, yeah, he hit some big ones. I think, uh, you know, it shows that the Lakers can get it from a lot of places, but to me, it shows that Houston just cannot beat themselves right now yeah. because they're getting beat by average players. And I know James Harden in an off night, two for 11 shooting, 21 Oof. points. That's not good for him, but I think they, they have to play better defense on these kind of average, below average players because you can't have bench warmers like Caruso and Caldwell Pope kind of putting up double digits on you. Taylor Horton Tucker had a stretch in this game where he made a couple of buckets that swung momentum. So that really put him down in this series um, right now. And, you know, they're going into a game five that, you know, without house for the likely future. Um, maybe without Covington, I don't see them winning. I think the Lakers head on to the conference finals. Indeed, I completely agree. Um, Covington, a loss there is huge along with House. Well, it's not as big as House. But I think House is the bigger loss. Both hurt them defensively yes, a lot. Both hurt defensively. Um, and then obviously tonight, we talked about it a lot last episode, but Game 7 of uh, Boston-Toronto. Um, the officiating crew is released. Scott Foster and Zach Zarba headline that. Hate to say that about a playoff series, but that has been what this series has been uh, kind of headlined with. The two-minute report last game being almost five pages long. Ridiculous. Um, but, yeah, who you got tonight? Um, I still have the Celtics. I think they're going to come out shooting the lights out, and I think Tatum will have a big game along with Kemba. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I think we've mentioned this on past podcasts. I'm a Celtics fan. Uh, I'm taking Toronto tonight. I think they're going to come out win a close game by seven or eight points. Uh, if I had to give a score, I'd say 103.95. I think the Raptors take it. Um, so, moving on, the big event of last night was definitely in the NFL. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs reigning champs. They had their banner championship ceremony, whatever you want to call it. Very ceremonious, uh, very uh, beautiful thing to, to watch last night. Not exactly the booing during the moment of silence uh, with the Kansas City fans. That was very disrespectful. But as far as the championship ceremony, that was good to watch. Um, took everybody a little while to get going. Uh, neither team scored on their first drive. And then David Johnson opened it up. And then you really never want to give Mahomes a chance to respond because that Chiefs offense was rolling last night. Uh, Mahomes, only 211 yards, but 24 for 32, three touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, Tyree Kill, again, him and Kelsey had amazing games. Sammy Watkins, great as usual. But the headliner on offense last night was the rookie, yep. Clyde Edwards-Alaire from LSU, the first-round pick. Averaging uh, around. Went for 25 carries, 138 yards, and a touchdown, had – a 27-yard breakaway run in this game. Uh, 
What do you think about this kid? Um, if he gets receiving tools, he will be a very scary player in the future. We saw him run all over the place last game. One thing I'd like to touch on as well with the Kansas City Chiefs is they had quite the spread out receiving core last night. Sammy Watkins, seven receptions. Travis Kelsey, six. Hill, five. Robinson, three. They're getting the ball to a bunch of different guys, and that shows how scary their offense is. Yes, a very scary offense. Let's go to the other uh, offense, the Texans. Uh, Deshaun Watson came out. And uh, he threw a pick last night. I wouldn't let that deceive you. That was a pick on a kind of O-line collapse, threw it away. Um, David Johnson played well. Decent debut for him. Uh, Coming off the injuries in Arizona, it was nice to see him have a decent game. But for me, the big star of the Texans last night easily was who I predicted uh, would be this team's number one receiver in the last episode of the podcast. And I was proven more than right. Uh, last night, Will Fuller uh, didn't score a touchdown, but eight receptions for 112 yards. They targeted him 10 times. He did have a drop on his first target of the game, but after that, he was just lights out. Uh, this kid's the real deal. I can't, you can kind of see now um, why they weren't going to pony up for Hopkins. Hopkins is definitely an elite talent, don't get me wrong. He's a top three receiver in the game. But this Will Fuller kid's for real, and he's younger. You you have more control over him contractually. Um, and I think just getting more receivers I think is good for this Houston team. They had a very concentrated amount of talent in that kind of portion of the offense. But, you know, yeah. now last night you had Fuller. You now brought in Cobb and Cooks. Darren Fells didn't play all too terribly in his uh, kind of first game of the year. He had a good season last year at Atkins. Uh, I had rarely heard of this guy, seldom used, but he played well last night catching a touchdown pass. Uh, Only two targets, but both those he caught for 39 yards. And uh, he had a pretty good game. Um, But again, Houston, just it's going to take them a while to get going. I think the Chiefs are a tough team to come out and play against, tough team to try and match. I thought they did a decent job towards the end of that game, especially in the fourth quarter, putting up uh, two touchdowns. But again, not enough. No doubt that um, Texans are trying to win this year. Um, Going on to fantasy football with this game, we see Will Fuller really taking a big jump for the owners of him, and that's pretty exciting. He's not the first guy you would pick in the wide receiving. Um, Brandon Cook's upsetting. He only had around three points, I believe, which is very ugly. It's his debut, I think, as fantasy-wise. I think if you're going to talk about this game in fantasy terms – I think it's risky to pick any Houston receiver, I would say, other than Fuller. Because Fuller's the only guy that was in the offense last year. The only guy that knows it. And Watson's really only secure target. Remember, there was no preseason. Mm-hmm. So Watson. he's going to go to the guys he trusts. And Fuller was the only guy out there that he trusted. I think for Kansas City, though, that's where I think Sammy Watkins got overlooked. Mm-hmm. Because he was a premier target last year. And people really thought the emergence of Demarcus Robinson, McCall Hardman, even adding... Clyde Edwards-Alaire to the offense they thought would kind of, you know, take away from his touches. But he is, I mean, I would argue he's the number one guy for Mahomes. He's a safety valve, really not even Kelsey at this point. I mean, Sammy Watkins, again, led the team in targets last night with nine, led the team in receptions, led the team in yards, and had a touchdown. Watson, with a late-game rushing touchdown, really saved his day, and all the owners must have been happy when he touched the end zone with that run. Um, well, I think he, he did a little move where he put the ball down 
but I think he was just happy to score because they were ice cold mm-hmm. in the middle of this game. I think anytime Kansas City goes on one of those runs like they did last night, I think it's just hard to, to retaliate. I mean, really, I think the only guy I've seen retaliate in, in a big game over the last couple of years really been just Tom Brady. And that's a hard guy to match as mm-hmm. far as, you know, coming in these weird, very tight pressure situations and coming through. It's hard as, you know, young QB, Deshaun Watson, a lot of change around him in the offense. It's a hard game to play. I think Houston will have a good year, though. Agreed. Let's move on to um, some big games coming up on Sunday. I've been waiting to think about this for a while. Seattle versus Atlanta. What do you think? So we picked a couple notable ones. This is the first one I picked out just because I think this is a good matchup with the Birds. Um, I I think we got to start off by talking about Russell Wilson. Uh, this guy arguably should have been the MVP last the last two years. I would say there's an argument for that. Um, more so last year than the Mahomes or no, yes, more so last year than the Mahomes MVP. Um, I think he's going to do well. That receiving core basically stayed the same. Um, he's got a, a healthy uh, Chris Carson now, who I think will have another great season. Maybe not a 1,000 yards rushing again like he did last year, but I think he'll have another great year. He's going to get more touches. This is an offense that loves to run. When he was out last year, it was harder to go on those other two guys, harder to lean on Lynch, harder to lean on Rashad Penny. Uh, I think having Chris Carson back is going to be big for them. Obviously, their defense you know, lost a bit uh, as far as your corners go. I think Jamal Adams was a necessary move you had to make. You had to get a big game safety. Whether you pay him remains to be seen. I don't mm-hmm. know if you do. It's going to be um, big money. But I think that's going to help them this year. Um, I think their defense front seven is good enough. They have one of the best front seven in football. But uh, kind of on talking about Atlanta, I think that's a team to watch this year. I've been saying for a while I love that girly pickup because people don't realize how bad Devontae Freeman was last year. He was, he was really bad. And similar to the Rams, the Falcons' offense is heavily predicated on the running backs and who they have in the backfield with Matt Ryan. So I think getting another threat in there, even though if Gurley's not healthy, that's a whole other thing. But just having a presence in there who you know can hurt you, it's really going to open things up for Ridley, for Jones. I think it'll hurt them not having Austin Hooper. I do. I think that that was a bigger loss than people made it out to be. Um, But I I think the Falcons are a very hit-or-miss team for me this year because that defense, you got a lot of young guys, a lot of holes, too, on that defense, mainly – your D line, where do you go from there? Your secondary's a little they iffy. They drafted a quarterback. Cornerback. I don't see much improvement out of Atlanta this season. They really switch Hooper with well, Hayden Hurst I mean, I from Baltimore. I think in the year they went to the Super Bowl that if the offense is good enough, the defense just has to be serviceable. Uh-huh. Matt Ryan, so, what's he going to do? Yeah, he can come out and have another MVP year, for all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got the, he certainly has the targets to do it. I mean, he's got, you know, a top, I would say top two, top three receiver in the game. Yeah. And then also Calvin Ridley. That's a pretty good core to have. Um, so we're going to move on. Or actually, who you got in that game? Um, we'll start with that. We'll do predictions of these games. I got Seattle in that game. And then next, who do you have? Um, I'm going to take Seattle. I think it'll be closer than a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. I think, again, this is the first game. People don't realize how much of an impact no preseason is, not only for players but for coaches, figuring out your rotations. We saw that last night in the Kansas City-Houston um, game, how 
you know, there were the first couple possessions for Kansas City at least kind of throwing the ball and trying to run outside were mainly with Williams and not Edwards Alaire because they wanted to see what he could do running inside. Um, but again, I think the game planning, Seattle to me, stayed more constant than Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I think they, they know what they're going to do. They can just kind of derive off of what they went last year. Again, I think Jamal Adams, to an extent, is not a hard piece to fit in. Uh, I think he's not a similar player, but at least size-wise, similar size, similar speed to Bradley McDougal over there. Obviously a hell of a lot better player, but as far as running plays and the play call, you don't really – I don't think they'll expand him yet into kind of a sub-linebacker package that he did in New York where he can come up, but I think – you're going to be able to just kind of run what you did last year, so I'm going to take Seattle. Uh, the next game that I think is pretty notable on this docket is a rivalry game week one. We mm-hmm. rarely get those, but um, Packers-Vikings. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Packers' offense this year? Well, the Packers' offense, the draft this year, I loved the Jordan Love pick. I think they will be able to fill in a wide receiver in the future. People might disagree, but I think Aaron Rodgers still has at least four years in him. And I see us, I see the Green Bay Packers taking the same approach they did with Brett Favre. Get the guy behind him, and he's going to step up. I see a quarterback just dynasty in Green Bay with product after product. I really don't. Uh, I thought the Jordan Love pick, we're going to talk about the offense now, but I think the Jordan Love pick was just terrible. I think you use that pick on a receiver. The next two drafts are going to have some pretty solid quarterback talent. And to take kind of what I would consider and many people would consider a risk, to take a risk on Jordan Love, who is not a sure bet, played at Utah State, didn't really play anybody, threw well, but was he making tight throws, not really adjusted to an NFL offense. I don't think learning behind Favre is all Rodgers did. He went to Cal. He played in a great system, and he was a big-time quarterback. Jordan Love does not throw deep, and that's a problem for the Packers. He doesn't go deep often. When he did, his receivers were wide open. This was not a good pick. But as far as their offense is currently constructed, I think Aaron Rodgers is good enough with those two guys in the backfield uh, to get it going. You added A.J. Dillon, bit of a prospect, but they believe he can be something up there in Green Bay. Uh, you still have Devontae Adams, who's one of the most underrated receivers in the league. With him healthy, though, he'll um, get some games. And then again, we saw last year Marquez Valdez-Scanling. You, you know, they're just going to have a ton of role players step up. And that's what the Packers do. That's what they get. And Aaron Rodgers makes people better. He's one of the most skilled QBs in NFL history. Over the past 10 years, I would argue he's the second best QB in the NFL, just behind Tom Brady. Um, So I think the the Packers are going to be the same Packers we know. But I think not drafting a receiver is really going to hurt them taking another step on offense. I don't think they have a Super Bowl-level offense. I think if they picked a receiver, if they got a guy like Justin Jefferson at LSU or – you know, one of the other receivers, you maybe trade up a couple spots. You go grab Jerry Judy. You go grab C.D. Lamb. I think you got one of those guys. If you could have capitalized on that, then your offense could have taken a leap. I think now your offense is not really the main part. Um, let's let's talk about go, the other offense. Yeah, you know, I'm, Minnesota, that's a team that did draft a receiver uh, early with Justin Jefferson out of LSU. They lost to Fawn Diggs. But you still have Adam Thielen, who was a much more efficient receiver last year. 
Um, you still have Kyle Rudolph. Kirk Cousins looks to be informed. Dalvin Cook is healthy. The O-line is healthy. Um, I think the Vikings are a great all-around team this year. Agreed. Um, you know, go to the defensive side of the ball. They, they lost um, some notable pieces on that defensive line. Um, the secondary is still great. Still a great secondary. Harrison Smith, you shed Xavier Rhodes, who was a bit of a liability. Um, and their front seven is still amazing. One of the best linebacker cores in the NFL, Agreed. I would say. Um, with Kendricks and Barr, uh, just to name a few. Um, but I, I think the Vikings sleeper pick to go to the NFC Championship. One I thing I see that's pick. big about the Minnesota Vikings this year is that Justin Jefferson will need to step in a big role. You know, he's a national champion. He's coming off of a winning season. He's going to come in there oh, with big, big expectations. He's big time. He's a, he's, I mean, a, he's, he's a big wide receiver. He, he can make big plays. And I think him with Thielen, he has much room to grow there. He has a lot of years left. And Thielen has a couple more years left in him. I think it'll be a good mentor to him. And along with Dalvin Cook, it's his contract year. I'm expecting big things from Dalvin Cook to get big money. With this game, I'm actually going to take Minnesota over Green Bay. I think that Dalvin Cook will have a big day because they're currently talking about negotiations, and I think he's going to go, come and pay me, and he's going to have a big one. I agree with you. I think Minnesota will take this kind of no contest for me. I think Green Bay's defense is solid but not great. Uh, I think, you know, Justin Jefferson has had an okay camp, but in recent weeks he's picked it up a little more than the other guys have, uh, and then Thielen's great. So uh, that, along with Dalvin Cook, along with Kirk Cousins, who at least in the regular season has been pretty stable, uh, I'll, I'll take Minnesota in this game. Um, so the next game that we have to talk about is maybe the best game of the weekend. Um, 100%. Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Brady versus Breeze again. I think Brady and Tampa is a great fit. Uh, I think Bruce Arians is a great coach for him. Finally, an offensive coach for Tom Brady. We've been seeing him in New England with uh, Josh McDaniels kind of being the guy. But now you get Bruce Arians, who is a lot better of an offensive mind. You got a ton of weapons. You get Gronk back. Um, the offense, to me, in Tampa is no question going to be a top three offense. In the Agreed, 100%. Year. I think the, the defense is my question. I love their D-line in front seven. The secondary is where you lose me. I think that's going to be a challenge, playing New Orleans, playing Michael Thomas. They got Emmanuel Sanders. You know what they can do with the tight end sets, with you know uh, Jared Cook. They throw Taysom Hill out there to mess you up. Uh, Drew Brees is still great. You have Alvin Kamara coming out of the backfield. I think it's going to be tough for Tampa to defend this team, but I think this game could be a shootout. I, I think this is a game where New Orleans defense isn't, you know, perfect. It's better than Tampa's. I would say it's a formidable defense. I like Marshawn Lattimore. I, I like Cameron Jordan. I like a lot of the young guys in the secondary. Um, you know, I think this is, a, this is a hit or miss game. A lot of new guys in a lot of new places. No preseason. Not a lot of time to adjust. Um, for that reason alone, and I think just for Tampa's weak defense – uh, I'm, I'm taking New Orleans in this game. Plus, it's in New Orleans, and I think that's a tough place to win, even with no fans. Um, again, I usually like Tom Brady in these type of games, but I just think I want to see Bruce Arians. I'm sold on Brady. I'm not sold on Arians as that head coach. He kind of floundered when he was last a head coach in Arizona. 
So I, I want to see what they can do. But because, again, we talked about it, no preseason, little preparation. I'm going to go with New Orleans because their only key addition was Emmanuel Sanders, and he is a good fit in any system. He's a veteran. He picks up plays quickly. And Drew Brees is going to know how to use him. And, again, Michael Thomas coming off the best season statistically that we've seen from a receiver in a long, long time, mm-hmm. maybe since Jerry Rice. So I see Tampa Bay losing this game, and I see them having quite the slow start to the season. I want to see Tom Brady prove something to me, how deep he can throw the ball and how he can hit Mike Evans this season. I think Evans and Goodwin will have big years. I think he's he really needs to show me. I'm the opposite side. I think Bill Belichick's one of the reasons why the Patriots and Tom Brady were so, so, so good. Tom Brady oh, needs to prove something to me this year. I think Tom Brady really needs to step it up, and he needs to go to a Super Bowl to shut everyone up. He needs to prove everything he's done in his past with this move. I see New Orleans being the same team, just improvements. So I see a whole different scheme change in Tampa Bay. So I think it'll take a bit for them to adjust. So I think you see them starting off slow. But New Orleans just adds a bit more talent into a system that's already ready to go. Yeah, I agree with you, but I didn't. I didn't say Belichick made them worse. But He's like, a defense. You coach. said that Tom Brady is already proven to you as like the. He's yeah. coming into Tampa Bay, and you're positive he's going to throw perfectly. Yeah, look what and he be did. the guy. Look what he did the first two weeks of the last year when he had targets, when he had effective offensive players. He was the best quarterback in the NFL for the first two weeks of last year. I'm a, and I then want he him lost to show me. Targets. I want him to show me. He's proved to me. And also, Belichick didn't make them worse. Belichick's what makes the Patriots the Agreed. Patriots. I'm saying he's not as good of an offensive coach as Bruce Arians. That's just the fact. He's not. Belichick is a great defensive coach, the best of all time. But he is not an offensive coach. Yeah, Self-admitted. And Bruce Arians is an offensive genius. So Arians is a better offensive coach to me. I think Brady will have a great year. But again... You're right. Lack of preparation, whole new system, without a preseason and without much time to prepare, I think New Orleans is going to take this because they only added vets. That's the key. Tampa's got a lot, other than Brady and Gronk, they got a lot of new young guys, especially on defense. And that's a tough place to pick up plays early if you're not a vet. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to take New Orleans in this game. Let's move on to the next game. Um, The Tennessee Titans versus the Denver Broncos. Tennessee paying Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry this summer. Big money contracts. Um, they're an excited, exciting team to watch this season. I think they have a shot at winning a Super Bowl, honestly. And Denver is quite the sleeper team everyone's been talking about. So what do you think about Denver? Well, I want to talk about Tennessee first. I think Tennessee, kind of like Denver, I wouldn't consider Denver a contender anymore or a sleeper team without Von Miller. Uh, They lost him for the year, so I think they're done as far as being a contender. Maybe they make a playoff run. Maybe they get to the playoffs, but I don't think they, they go deep without him. I think these are two similar teams only on this basis. Kind of different schemes, but I think it's all dependent on quarterback play. I think if Ryan Tannehill plays like Ryan Tannehill, the Titans have no chance. They only had a chance because Ryan Tannehill started to heat up last year. He's got to come out the gates firing. He's got to be great. If he's not great, this team will not be great. This team's going to be a playoff team no matter what. I think the defense is great. 
adding Jadavion Clowney for just this year proves that they're trying to make a run mm-hmm. because they paid him $15 million this year. Um, and Derrick Henry's going to have another great year. This O-line only got better. You only improve with Henry another year of development for him, another year to get stronger confidence of that playoff run. Uh, I Again, I see Derrick Henry having a big year. Um for the for the Titans, but Denver offense is interesting too. It's gonna I mean, be. I think Jerry Judy will need to prove something a lot this year. Prove himself as a such a high pick. Um, this is Drew Locke, his sophomore year. Let's see how he does. This is this is the year quarterbacks are supposed to boom or bust, and we'll see about him. He clearly does have the targets on offense. I just don't think the defense can carry them now that they lost Miller for the year. I agree with that. Tennessee is very, very, very scary this year. I see them. I, I, I believe Tannehill is a solid quarterback. I don't think he's anything special, but he fits with the system. And I think Vrabel has done something amazing. I'm taking Tennessee 100%. Well, yeah, I think more on Denver's offense that you didn't talk about is the running backs. I think that's why Locke, to me, isn't necessarily going to be a Bumora bust. I think he'll have a solid year. Not much improvement from last year, but a little bit. I think that running game, adding Melvin Gordon's big, if Philip Lindsay can stay healthy, that's a nice little kind of duo that you have there to take the stress off of him. Having a good running threat is key to any quarterback. We've seen that. Um, you know, when it was just Chubb or when Chubb was struggling in, um, in Cleveland, we, we saw Baker struggle. And I think... Denver's going to have a decent year. I think it's going to be an improvement. Um, in this game, again, uh, I think these are two very weird teams to read. To me, it's a toss-up. Uh, this, this game's a toss-up. I'm not sold on Tennessee yet. Uh, you got to show me more. I think last year you just got hot at the right time. That happens in all sports. Um, and again, they kind of had their version of like a Super Bowl last year, losing to the Chiefs. So there, there might be a hangover there from that playoff run. Um, in this game, I'm, I'm gonna take Denver. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna take wow. a little bit of an upset. I consider it a toss-up, but I just think Denver's offense um, is a little more of a sure thing. I think you can't, especially against this front seven of Denver, which is even without Von Miller is still great. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can bank on running it like 90% of the time. Because, uh, again, that worked against New England and uh, kind of beat up Baltimore. So I, I think that I, I'm going to take Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure this game is in Denver too, which yep, definitely changes things for me a little bit. Um, I'm just trying to double-check that fact. Uh, uh, Yes, it's in Denver, so So, that air is going to be hard to deal with. So I'm going to take Denver. New England versus Miami, Adam's favorite team, the Patriots. Um, Cam Newton at the helm. I have a lot of different opinions about this team. I think wide receiving core upgraded. Cam Newton, no idea. He was awful when he was the past couple years in Carolina. Awful, atrocious. He's inaccurate, and I could see a complete failure of this of this attempt. But you got to try, you know. You have the best coach in the league in Bill Belichick. I see the floor of this team. I think they could the, – the, the least amount of wins they'll get is five. I think the most amount of wins they'll get is 11. If Cam Newton has a great season, I think he'll have 11 wins. I don't think it's possible for Cam Newton to come back as MVP Cam. 
I think it is. Uh, his poor play in the last couple years was mainly due to a shoulder injury that he had repaired over the past year and a half. Again, I don't think he'll be. I think he'll be fine. I think this team, if he's average, goes 10-6 and six or 11-5. and five. Um, I think your main concern is who's going to step up on the receiving core. You got a lot of names there who were pretty good last year before you had the talent infusion at receiver. They're going to be back this year. Jacoby Myers is healthy. People forget that he had a pretty good start to the year. Julian Edelman's finally healthy. Nikhil Harry dropped some weight. You drafted two tight ends that apparently have been wowing in camp. Um, and your running back room is still one of the best in football with James White, Sony Michelle, and Rex Burkhead, plus Damian Harris, who will be out for this game, but is expected to have a big role in the offense. Uh, and obviously that defense, even minus Hightower and Chung, still one of the best in the league, arguably the best secondary in the league still. So The Dolphins paying big money this summer. Byron Jones buying a Patriot. Van Noy, big signings. Um, the Dolphins are really trying to like re-up their team and get some veteran presence. Well, they're which, just trying to do the Patriot clone thing, which is fine. A lot of teams have tried it. A lot of teams do it. Now on the offensive end. That's where they struggle. Tua Tagovailoa. Is not starting. And Sweet. I think that is one of the right things. I, I think I think they should sit Tua for a bit. He's coming off of a big injury. Run him in practice. Get him in the system. They didn't have a full training camp this year. It would be very, very, very bad to start him right away after all this injury history and just not being accustomed to the team yet. So I think Fitz will run it for around half of the season, and then I think Tua will take the reins. I agree with that. I would get to a going in week three. I think that's a good matchup for him um, because you have two very hard defenses mm-hmm. in the first two weeks of this year. You have the Pats and the Bills. Uh, so I think against the Jags, that's week three. Yeah, I that's a good you, time. You go with Tua. Um, so for this game, I'm probably taking New England. I think yeah. most of us would take New England, but I don't know how close the game will be. Honestly, if Cam Newton isn't older Cam Newton, this could be a close one. Yeah, again, I just look at it with the Patriots are, are very consistent. Um, other than Cam, who is apparently, again, having a great camp. We can't take much out of these beat writer reports, um, but apparently he looks like himself four years ago, which is good for them. But, uh, again, just the fact that they have still a phenomenal defense, the Dolphins don't really have a running game, and it's in Foxborough. I'm going to take New England. And it's a week one game. Belichick always comes out better mm-hmm. in week ones than Brian Flores would. Um, the last kind of notable one we have on our docket is um, the former MVP, uh, or the reigning MVP, I should say, um, Baltimore and Cleveland and Baltimore. Um, what, do you, what do you think about Lamar's season this year? Does he? I don't think he repeats, but does he have – a solid season. This is basically a sophomore year, so do you think he has I think Lamar Jackson will repeat as MVP. He has his guy, Hollywood Brown, coming back, and I think that's a huge thing to get some wide receivers back for this team. He still has Mark Andrews. He's going to run the ball. J.K. Dobbins, that's a huge addition for this offense. I think they've only gotten better, and I, I see Lamar Jackson doing magic again. 100%. And um, the defense of that team, they even improved that. It's ridiculous how much talent this team has gotten in just one offseason after such a great year. 
Yeah, you know, losing Earl Thomas, but beefing up that front seven, replacing him with Earl Tony Thomas. Jefferson. From the news, Earl Thomas only hurt that team with how he's been treating his teammates. Like, yeah. is he really a leader? I think this team only gets better with in the locker room, with on the field. I see this team doing big, big, big things. Yeah, still a, still a great team. I, I don't think Lamar repeats his MVP. Again, you, your main reasoning is talent improving around him. I think you are going to have to flip it on the other MVP of the past two years. Uh, Patrick Mahomes just got way more talent around him. And I think he's going to – he could break his – he could break the touchdown record this year. I fully believe Mahomes can do that. So I, I would say Mahomes my MVP. But let's talk about Cleveland because this has been an interesting team for the past couple of years. Um, Baker Mayfield, how do you think he comes out? If Baker doesn't have a good year this year, he there's a good chance he's gone, which blows my mind. Baker Mayfield could be gone. Just another a, Cleveland quarterback. number one pick. Yes, this is the team that just blows quarterbacks. And it's just awful. I feel bad. But you have so much talent. Adding Austin Hooper now. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. For a Chubb. full season. You extend Kareem Hunt for a full... And you get him for a full season. Like, this has to be a playoff year. This really does. They have to make the playoffs this year for and him. And I mean, look at their division. Other than Baltimore... Well, it's garbage. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is a good I, team. We disagree. On we can have a Pittsburgh talk about coming. Pittsburgh That'll later. Be next episode. That'll be after, because they have kind of a cupcake this week. We'll see how they do against a cupcake team. I don't buy Roethlisberger. I buy Roethlisberger all the way, baby. Um, their defense obviously still solid. Put more money into the D line. Miles Garrett coming back. Yeah, renewing uh, uh, Miles Garrett. Helmet man. With, uh, Denzel Ward. Um, I'm going to take Baltimore in this game. Obviously, it's in Baltimore. You have the reigning MVP. Yeah, Baltimore. Um, I agree. I, again, Cleveland's not going to be bad this year. I think they'll finish second in their division, but it's just tough. So, we've already predicted some of these games, uh, but let's let's just run through the rest of them. Uh, so... What do you think about uh, your team, the yep. Jets? Let's go. On the Bills. I got the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I'm going to pick them nearly every week. I love my team. I'm delusional. Well, uh, I'm not, so I'm going to go with the team that will probably take that division and go with the Buffalo Bills. Uh, next up, Chicago and Detroit. I have Detroit. I do not think Mitch Trubisky is a good quarterback at all. Once they switch to Nick Foles, they'll start winning some games. I have Detroit as well, but for way different reasoning. I think Trubisky will have a bounce back year. It's just Detroit in week ones is very good over the past mm-hmm. couple years. And then they will just snowball the rest of the year. Uh, Philadelphia and Washington. This one seems pretty easy. I'm going to take Philadelphia. I'm going to take Philly, but it's going to be a competitive game. Um, Philly out with Rieger and a couple wide receivers this week. The offense will struggle a bit against a pretty good defense in Washington, but I think Philly will take it at the end of the day. Um, Oakland and Carolina. This is a hard one to predict, honestly. I see Carol. I, mm, I know what I'm I, This is a hard one. It's tough. I think McCaffrey is makes it hard, but I think Bridgewater's going to take a couple of games to get going. I think Derek Carr That's has something true. to prove this I year. I think Carl. Uh, so uh, I, I will take Las Vegas. Yeah, Las Vegas. I'll take them as well with 
Gruden in his second year, I believe. Second year. Second year as the head coach. I want to see how Henry Ruggs does. Exciting player. Exciting. Uh, Next up, Indy and Jacksonville. Jacksonville will be the worst team in the league this season. I'm taking Indianapolis. I agree. I think Jacksonville won't be the worst, but I think they'll be down there as far as bottom three. I think this game will be a little closer than a lot of people think Indiana's or Indianapolis's, sorry, uh, secondary is kind of lacking. Malik Hooker coming off an injury. I don't think he's playing. Or he might be, He, but even if he does, he's going to be questionable. That secondary losing Patrick Desir, too, that's a very questionable secondary. To the Jets. Garner <laughs> Minshew. Uh, that could be a sophomore boomer bust. I think he'll boom. Honestly. I think he'll have a. I'll think I'll have a solid season, but I, I think he'll have a good year. But the defense is the awful. Defense is so it bad. is awful, and um, I I'm excited to see Philip Rivers. I, I think Indianapolis. If yeah. everything goes right, they could try and contend. I have no idea. I don't think they will. That defense is atrocious. This is a battle of two terrible defenses and two mm-hmm. pretty mediocre offenses, but I think Indianapolis is better, so I'm going to take them. Let's move on to Chargers-Cincinnati. Burroughs debut and Tyrod Taylor starting as the Chargers quarterback. I got the Chargers here. I don't think Cincinnati will put it all together yet. Personally, I have faith in Tyrod Taylor and being a starting quarterback I in agree. this league. I agree. Last time, I mean, last time he started, uh, he was pretty good. He's he started, not a bad he quarterback. A playoff game, uh, got benched for very questionable reasons, um, but again, I think he's a solid guy to fill in until Herbert's ready. Uh, for me, this is a pretty, I think, minority take. I'm not sold on Burrow at the pro level yet. I want to see oh. him first. Uh, I again, he has the receiving core to do well. I want to see him do well. I don't remember the last, you know, great LSU quarterback that was picked very highly. Yes. So I want to see him do well. I have more faith in Herbert, I would say, um, just because of his natural arm strength is so good. But I, again, Tyrod Taylor is a solid starter. Chargers defense still great. Keenan Allen. And Mike Williams will, I think, have a day. Mm -hmm. Um, Same with Austin Eckler. So I'm going to go with the Chargers because this Cincinnati defense is just terrible. Uh, We can move on. Yep. Um, This will be one of my bigger takes of this episode, most likely. I'm taking Arizona against San Francisco this week. I'm big on Kyler Murray and this offense. Big on them. Well, I'm going to take that for the other reason. I think San Francisco didn't lose a whole lot on defense. Uh, Kyler Murray, again, sophomore year. And you're leaving out the fact Arizona's defense is terrible. Buda Baker's good. Everybody else, maybe Pat Pete, what's left. Chandler Jones is pretty good. Everybody else I'm not sold on. San Francisco, one of the best offenses in the league last year. Losing Sanders, but you didn't have him for the majority of the year anyway. You add Brandon Ayuk to that offense. I'm going to take San Francisco, and their defense is still great. I think Kenyon Drake has another huge season this year, along with the end of the year last year. I think he's the perfect running back for Kyler Murray, and I see Kyler Murray breaking out and having a crazy good year with this wide receiving core. I don't think they'll win this game, though. I think Kenyon Drake has a slow day against one of the best defensive lines in football. Uh, Next up, this is maybe the most Hollywood game of the slate this week for the NFL. Uh, Dallas... And the L.A. Rams. Uh, I personally, um, I think a lot of people are want to go with the Rams just because they think Dallas <laughs> yeah. is going to choke. Dallas has too much talent. I don't care that this is a road game. It's not really a road game if you're playing in L.A., yeah. I really think. Uh, I'm going to go with Dallas. I think Zeke has a day. Uh, Aaron Donald's great. 
But again, you have Dak, who's got something to prove after yeah. not really getting the contract he wanted. He doesn't deserve the contract. Michael Gallup is healthy. You add CeeDee Lamb, still have Amari Cooper. He got paid. So um, I'm going to take Dallas. I want to hate Dallas with all my heart and say no, but this team is scary. Them going in front of Philadelphia and picking CeeDee Lamb is scary. Jerry Jones is putting something together. He's crazy, but he, they have quite the explosive offense right now. With Dak Prescott, he doesn't deserve the money he's asking for at all, and I will firmly believe that. And I think that Dallas will win this game. I don't think the Rams have the greatest season. I predict them being last in their division. And there we go. Yeah, I think, I think the Rams will have an okay year. I think they'll finish second to last. Again, I think Arizona, you can look at the flashy names on offense. They have too many holes on that O-line and defense for me to buy them. Um, the last game that we have not talked about, Maybe it's going to be a slugfest. Uh, two pretty slow offenses. Two, I would say, even worse defenses. Uh, Pittsburgh and the New York Giants. Uh, the New York football Giants are playing in this game. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. I think that offense is serviceable, but not great. Not sold on Big Ben. The O-line's still pretty good. You have Juju and, I would say, not many other targets to throw to. Uh, you get Eric Ebron. The one thing the Giants can defend is tight ends. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to have the best game. But, again, you still have James Conner. They're not a great run defense. And their defense is terrible. And the Giants' offense, I'm not sold on. Uh, they got to pick a number one receiver, and Daniel Jones has to play really well this year for them to have any shot at being even yeah. close to 500. This team is very bad. I predict the Giants nearly being – having the same record as Jacksonville with one of the worst teams in the league. Um, Pittsburgh is my sleeper team this year. Big Ben is coming back with no pain. He said he's had pain nearly his whole career. We have Juju Smith-Schuster coming to prove something because his contract year is coming up. Along with James Conner, a slow year last year with this offensive line and scary defense. Minka Fitzpatrick took them to the whole other level next year. So yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh. And let's move on well, no, to... we're staying oh. on this. Pittsburgh Ooh. has a weak secondary outside of Minka Fitzpatrick. Outside of T.J. Watt and Stephon Tewitt, that is a weak front seven. I'm sorry, I cannot call that defense anywhere close to elite. It That's is not an, an elite, elite defense. defense. You can't have three good players and say it's an elite defense. It's not. That defense was awful last year against good offenses. Let's They're talk about coaching quick. Today. Let's talk about coaching quick. You don't think Mike Tomlin is a good coach for a defense who can coach those players up like he has done every single he season of his career. Games. Can't win big games, and you want to go on offense outside of Juju. Who does Big Ben have to throw to? James Washington? Eric Ebron? Vance McDonald? Want to go those guys? James Conner's going to have a big game. He's going to have a big season. Gonna James Conner's going to step it up again. I don't buy him as having a big year. you got to prove it. He's a prove-it guy. He had a bad year last year. He's got Winning the it. amount of games they did last year with that much of a mess at the quarterback position shows me that they can win a whole lot of games if Big Ben's anything like himself. We're not going to dwell on this, but one final word. They had a very easy schedule last year. Here. Going on to our final thoughts uh, about this week, uh, playoff moments to watch. We got a game seven tonight. We also have a game, uh, I believe, five tonight. 
uh, with L.A. and Dallas, or sorry, uh, Denver. Mm-hmm. Both very forgettable in the playoffs, I would say. Um, I'm taking L.A. tonight. Agreed. Uh, They're closing much, it out. Yeah, not much explanation there. I think Kawhi has a big night to close it. Um, again, we already talked about Game 7. You got Boston. I got Toronto. Um and the Lakers, I think, they'll probably close it out this weekend, mm-hmm. I would assume. The Rockets, too injured, too cold, don't match up well. Agreed. Um, who do you think is going to be the best player this weekend in the NFL? Who do you think is going to have the most notable game in their game? For me, <clears throat> the one I'm looking at uh, in these games is definitely uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. Wow. I, I think Kirk Cousins has a big day. Uh, I think he just he's going to hit his targets. He seems motivated. That's kind of my sleeper guy. I think he has a bigger day than a lot of people think. I think Minnesota, we talked about that game possibly being close. I think there's a chance Minnesota blows him out. I think wow. if Aaron Rodgers can't get wow. it going. I think if he can't get it going with limited targets early, because Aaron Jones and, and uh, Devontae Adams are great, but I think outside of that, you got to kind of start looking. So I think if they defend well, if Minnesota's defense comes to play, I think Kirk Cousins can have a big day, and that mm-hmm. could turn into a blowout. That being said... That's just a could. I think it will be competitive, but if Green Bay doesn't get it going quickly on offense, I think that'll turn into a loss. I'm going to have two MVPs. One is going to be a team. I'm going to have the defense of Baltimore as one of the MVPs of this week. Oh, yeah, big time. I think they are going to show everyone they are the real deal. And then offensively, I think Juju picks it up. After a year of extremely disappointing skills and getting balls from Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges, I think the game against the Giants, he will smoke that secondary and have a huge day. I agree. The Giants secondary is pretty bad. Um, Well, I guess I gave an offensive MVP. I'll give a defensive MVP uh, right now. I like your Baltimore pick, but um, I'm going to go kind of a homer pick, kind of not, because of who they have at quarterback. Um, I'm going to go with the reigning defense player of the year. I, I think Stephon Gilmore gets a pick this week, possibly a couple breakups. He's going to be on Devontae Parker all game. Mm. Um, had a big game, his first game against Miami last year. Had two picks and a pick six. A lot of breakups. I think he gave up one catch in that game. Um so, again, Gilmore's going to be solid, but I think he'll, he'll have a big day uh, with Fitz throwing the ball. Um, our last thing, this is kind of a, a stretch, but, again, it's week one, so we're going to give it. Uh, who do you think wins the Super Bowl this I'm year? Gonna An have, honest prediction. I'm going to have two predictions. Okay. It's either going to be the Chiefs or the Ravens. If the Ravens avoid the Titans in the playoffs, the Ravens will win the Super Bowl. I do not see the Ravens beating the Titans. They're their kryptonite. And we just see it by how the team is built and coached. Mike Vrabel can beat the Ravens. He really can. He, they, he showed it. They destroyed them. And I think that if the Ravens can avoid that team, they're taking it to the Super Bowl and they're winning it all. I'll give my, I, I'll, I'll give my top three because I can't really pick. And then I'll uh, give my main pick. I think my top three, my sleeper, I guess, out of this top three, even though it's going to be a team that finishes – probably first in their division. I'm going to go with the San Francisco 49ers to go back. Um, Then Tampa Bay, Mm. I think, if they hit their stride. Um, And then, as you said, Kansas City. And that's my pick to win it. I just think even if they play Baltimore, even if they play uh, Tennessee, I I just think if you – because I know Kansas City is probably going to have the best regular season in the AFC, if you have to go to Arrowhead – I'm assuming they will not have fans at the time anymore because that, I don't think that's going to work out. 
But even if they do, I think going to Arrowhead alone, it's too much of a home field advantage, especially come playoff time with the cold weather. And Mahomes is going to hit his stride. Those receivers are going to play in the system. Clyde Zolaire, assuming he stays healthy at running back, is he's going to be great. Yeah, outstanding. So, and that defense is very underrated. So I, I'm going to take Kansas City as my pick to win it all this year. Uh, but don't sleep on San Francisco and Tampa. Agreed. I think the experience there, um, and again, those two with San Francisco's defense and respectively Tampa Bay's offense are just too great to write off. All right, so one team that I always like to think are going to win, but they always let me down, is the New Orleans Saints. I always root for them in the bottom of my heart because they always have one good team. But we'll see this season. All right, well, we're going to be signing off. I am excited to hear about all this news this coming up Sunday with sports and Game 7. Our next episode is going to be pretty exciting. Yeah, it will be. Uh, it'll be a fun sports weekend. Hopefully we can talk about some other stuff next week. But it's mainly been the NFL and NBA uh, the last couple of episodes. Uh, thank you for anyone listening. This has been a fun little experience that we're doing. Uh, yes, we're going to sign off here. Goodbye.